Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. And now, please welcome... It's time for the Bradford Files, right now on WEI.com. Welcome to another edition of the Bradford Files, sponsored by Ghoul's Distinctive Clothing, where I go to look my absolute best, and I think heading into spring training, I got my A game. Uh, And someone who can attest to that right now, and we're honored and privileged to have, have him on with us, is... Brian Butterfield, third base coach for the Boston Red Sox. I don't know if you can um, can actually attest to uh, how well Marvin and Gould, Lester Gould, are, has made me look heading into spring training. But if you could paint the picture for us, Butter, I sure can. That's easy. It's uh, it, I think that the weight is starting to get distributed in the right places. Rob, you look real good. You got your shorts on. Your shirt looks good. It looks like uh, you've been in the weight room. Uh, your face looks thinner. Uh, you look like you're a lot more streamlined, and you look like you're ready for a heavyweight championship. All right, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, we're, Brian Butterfield is one of the first uh, people to arrive here in, in spring training at Fort Myers, and as that should come with no shock because what time do you usually get here in the morning this typical spring training day? Well, my hours are a little bit different. I go to bed early, so I get uh, my normal amount of sleep, but I'm up earlier, and... Uh, I, I range anywhere from uh, 2.30 to 4.30 in the morning. I like being able to work out and get on the machines or, or get on the bike uh, before anybody gets here. That's the player's time when they get here. So um, I do everything when the lights are still out, and uh, then I can uh, gather my thoughts and get ready for the day. Now heading into tomorrow, which is which will be Monday for those listening, and, and really when the players start trickling in because this is going to be the week where spring training officially kicks off. That's when you actually have to start wearing a uniform. Today, what are you wearing? I'm just wearing my Edelman t-shirt uh, and some sweatpants, and I'm not going to hang around too long because there aren't there isn't a real good attendance here on a Sunday, but uh, I think we'll be ready to go full th- throttle tomorrow and uh, be wearing some shorts and a Red Sox uh, hat and t-shirt. Okay, you talk about going full throttle, and, and there's a lot of things that you're going to be able to dive into, as you did last year with Mike Napoli. That was one of your one of your projects, but there's a few guys, and so we're going to go around and, and just talk about some of the particulars, the guys who you're going to be focused on. You're going to be working with all the infielders. Well, let's start with a guy that was uh, on the Bradford Files last week, and that's Ryan LaVarnway, who is going to be trying to make it somewhat of a transition to first base. Um, 
what's how as as someone who did it last year and has done it before of making guys first baseman catchers first baseman what are some of the first things that you're going to work on with him well i think that one of the most important things rb is when a first baseman is playing that position or is just learning it's real important for him to be able to handle himself around the base because he's handling the welfare of a second baseman, a shortstop, and a third baseman as they're throwing the ball across the diamond. So footwork around the base, knowing how to get to that position, get to an anchor, and be able to adjust your feet to throws up and down and off to the side are critical. So you start with that footwork around the base and and the approach that you take from your position uh, as you break to get to that anchor. So that's number one. And then we'll get into catching ground balls, just the basic stuff. Um, and then we'll get a little bit more advanced as we go, catching ground balls and uh, feeding the pitcher, catching ground balls and starting that 3-6 double play to the, to the shortstop. So uh, there's an awful lot of stuff. You try to go slow, but you try to give them the base. But number one, we'll start with Ryan uh, with a lot of chalk talking on how to break from first base and get to that base and be able to move your feet uh, to be able to catch the ball. What are some of the, having done with Napoli last year, what's the biggest challenge, I guess, in general terms that a catcher has to face when they go from that position to first base, or maybe that, that Napoli really faced last year out of the gate? Well, I think everybody's a little bit different. Nap's a little bit more of a, a shorter, squattier body where uh, it's easier for him to play in a low position, which is critical for your infielders to play in the corners, get into a low position where you can get your eyes close to the ball. Uh, so that was an easy adjustment for him. I think for catchers, uh, for the most part, even though Ryan is a taller uh, body, He's been used to playing low, being in that squat position for so many years. So that part might be something that he's able to adjust to quickly. But everybody's a little bit different depending on the body type. Uh, uh, I think with Knapp, just uh, his, you know, the throwing from first base to second base on the 3-6 and doing all that stuff was the thing that he wanted to concentrate the most on. It might be different with Ryan. We'll we'll see in a couple days uh, the things that he does well and things that he can improve on more. I remember seeing you out here and with Napoli last year, and you did it even when the game started before the games, and and looking at him, and maybe it was wrong, but there was some frustrating days. There was some sense of frustration. Um, how how much of that was difficult to break through with Napoli early on at, in the early days of spring training? Well, that's a great question. I think one of the things with Nap is he does things that make him a great player and he does things that work against him. I think he's very demanding. He wants to be a perfectionist. So he wanted things to come real quickly. I'm sure he was the same way as a young catcher. He's the same way as a hitter. He's very demanding. He's very detailed. You walk by his locker in the clubhouse and he's, everything is is set properly. Everything has got its place. So I think that frustration for him is something that he probably always deals with because he wants to do it right and he wants to do it for the betterment of the club. Uh, so, you know, I think everybody's going to be a little bit different. I think Ryan is a little bit more of a laid-back personality, even though he is very detailed also, where he might not be as frustrated when he doesn't get something. It just depends on the athlete, and uh, that's part of my job, and I think it's part of a coach's job just to make sure that guys are comfortable and they gain confidence and they keep getting better. Let's go to the other side of the diamond, and uh, you look at what Xander Bogarts and Will Middlebrooks did last year, two different types of players, two different types of athletes. Um, Let's start with Bogarts, and 
the brief time you had him in spring training, how much chance did you get actually get to work with him in spring training? Because I know that you know he was with Major League Camp, but you're focusing on a lot of different things. Not nearly enough, just because uh, you know you, you you see a guy and you see his skill set and you want to spend a lot of time with him. And then they obviously they had the uh, tournament going on where he left us. Uh, so uh, we felt like we were a little bit uh, shortchanged there. We wanted more time with him at shortstop and, and at third base because we knew there was a possibility that uh, he could be playing some third base. So not a lot of time, but I think that we made up for some lost time when he joined us last year during the season. He's a hard worker. Uh, he will seek you out to do his work. So we got an awful lot of work done uh, when he joined us, and there, were, there was a point, too, that when he did join us that he wasn't playing every night, so you can increase the workload during a season when a guy's not playing as opposed to if he's a seven o'clock starter then you want to decrease that workload because you want a solid player at seven o'clock when you look at when he made the transition to third base um was that it was and we saw what iglesias did last year he made an excellent transition to third base but with bogarts how hard was that to juggle progressing as a shortstop and then trying to learn a new position at third base? Very difficult, but but we were proud at the way he handled it. It's such a different position. It may seem like because they're both on the left side, shortstop and third base, that it's easy for guys to make that transition. Iggy did it uh, fairly seamlessly, and uh, but he's a little bit different anyway. He's a special defender, uh, and Bogey has a chance to be a special defender too, but uh, again, a little bit taller, uh, more streamlined body where uh, there are some things that, that make it a little bit more difficult to him as he's learning that position. But he did a nice job with it. The one thing about Bogey, um, as unfair as it seems at times that we were working him at two different positions, he was never overcome by the moment. He was never uh, at any point, even in big situations, he never, seem, he never seems like he gets bent out of shape uh, by the magnitude of the World Series or the magnitude of a playoff series. So uh, he's poised beyond his years and uh, he likes to work. So there are an awful lot of good qualities that allow him to get through some times where he hasn't had a lot of repetitions. Where where is he right now? As heading into camp, uh, where is Xander Bogarts as a major league shortstop defensively? He's a guy that with a with a big upside that still has a lot of work to do, and I think he would be the first one to tell you that. I think he made great strides last year. I think it was very important uh, for him to be here with us and take ground balls on a daily basis with John McDonald at shortstop. I thought Johnny Mack was of great benefit to Bogey. Bogey's a great student. Uh, of course, there are two different bodies and two different arm strengths where Bogey kind of had to be his own person, but uh, I think he gained a lot from John McDonald and being with us. But uh, he's, uh, he's got a lot of work to do, just like all young shortstops. It's not, it's not really a knock on him where he's at defensively, but a lot of shortstops at such a demanding position have an awful lot of uh, things that they need to do, and uh, we're looking forward. That's why this is going to be such a beneficial six days before pitchers and catchers. When you look at the uh, another guy playing on that side of diamond, Will Middlebrooks, he's a guy that you probably did get some chance to work with last year. Uh, what was the differences that you saw in him from when you worked with him in spring training to even when he came back from AAA? Well, I think that just through repetition, again, we're dealing with a young player. Through repetition, you could see him get better and gain a little bit of confidence. So, uh, again, he, he's a good athlete. Uh, he's a 6'4 guy, so there's 
there are some things that you really got to focus on as far as being able to protect on balls hit firmly from your belt down to your feet. So he's got a little bit longer ways to go to catch that ball that's hit firmly to his right and left that um, you know, so many of these guys hit the ball so hard. Uh, he's got to play in a lower uh, position at 6'4". So the thing is, he's highly intelligent. He understands and wants to be good. So um, he, he could get better. And the thing that people can't lose sight of is some guys come to the big leagues and they get it right away and they become uh, stars right away. Some other people uh, that end up having great careers end up taking a little bit longer. So, we, you know, there are some things that uh, may take him a little bit longer, but uh, he's progressing at a, at a good clip, and, and I'm happy where he's at defensively, and I think he's going to continue to get better. Today is a big day, uh, as you, you just arrived in Fort Myers yesterday, but you were greeted by Tommy McLaughlin, the clubhouse guy, with your brand-new fungo. Is there is there a model fungo? Like, obviously, bats have models. Is there a model fungo? The SSKs are the greatest fungos ever made, so uh, I wouldn't use anything else. And there are other, you know, there are some good fungo companies, and there are some new people that have uh, tried to uh, start their product, but I just can't seem to get away from the SSK. It's a, uh, it's an appendage. So where did you, where did you uh, take? Take it to the next level in your fungo uh, fungo dumb because 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 this is an underrated thing. Is I think that in the world of baseball, you are perceived as one of the best fungo hitters around. And now I don't know if you're going to put that on your tombstone, but 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 where did where did you learn the art of fungo fungo dumb and and when did it kind of take it to the next level? Well. I don't, you know what, I don't know. I, I, I think, again, we're talking about repetitions. I think the more you do a something, the better you're going to get. And uh, we've had an opportunity being in the minor leagues and just being in professional baseball for so long. I've had an opportunity to do a lot of it. I think that as I'm getting older, though, Rob, it's amazing that how injuries, uh, a tennis elbow, a wrist, a hand, a knee, or landing, where you're landing your foot, can really uh, put a damper in your the quality of fungus that you hit. So, you know, I've got to stay in the trainer's room on occasion just to make sure that this old body gets in gear so we can hit quality fungos. What's your What's your best advice for young young kids coming up wanting to hit fungos? Uh, I don't know that there is any. I've I've been blessed to be around some coaches that were great players that couldn't hit fungos at all when they first started. So. Uh, even if you're a great hitter, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be a good fungo hitter. But I think that uh, just follow and watch the good ones. To, you know, just like players are emulating players, you try to emulate the good ones and uh, see if you can pick some things up and work at it. What's in my last fungo question? I promise. What is your greatest fungo achievement or fungo feat? Do you remember one time where you said, "I I can't believe I actually did that," or someone challenged you to something? Was there anything that jumps out? I threw batting practice. Uh, I was really having trouble throwing. Uh, my shoulder was bothering me, and I threw batting practice with a fungo behind the L-shaped screen. And I actually uh, was pretty consistent throwing strikes, and my hitters got some good swings. And also that same day, which I had never done before, I acted as the catcher, fungoing balls to second base in a... Uh, we were simulated stealing a base at, where our second baseman and shortstop are covering second. And I was throwing strikes down there to second base, and I right then I knew I had turned the corner and I could uh, maybe have some successes. And when, and when was that, just so we can document, uh, make sure this is documented properly? Well, I'm bad on years. It was a long time ago when I was a young fungo hitter uh, that I first started doing that. And, and uh, geez, I 
probably in my early 30s, uh, late 20s. Okay. All right. Well, you've come quite a way, bud. I, I appreciate you joining us on the Bradford Files. And if you're ever in Acton, feel free to stop by. See Marvin Lester Gould. They'll uh, outfit you. Uh, just like you can see, uh, see they've outfitted me. But it's always a pleasure, and I hope that we do this on a regular basis, maybe every other day this spring training. I love it. Thanks, RB. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Forget front row seats. We're taking you into the action on the field and in the dugout with season two of Play Loud. Follow some of the league's biggest stars as we mic them up and get the cameras rolling during some of the hottest matchups of the season. Catch real-time reactions from Juan Soto and Francisco Lindor in the field and catch all the hilarious conversations between players off the field with unprecedented access. Watch episodes of Play Loud at youtube.com slash MLB. Play Loud brings you baseball like you've never seen before. Never seen before.